Thanks for joining us today for the Fellowship Baptist Church podcast. If you'd like to learn more about our ministry, visit fbcpanamacity.com. Now, here's today's message. We're going to be in James chapter number three. We're going to talk about the tongue and the power of the tongue and the dangers of the tongue and then also the hypocrisy of the tongue. But also, uh, we'll speak on how we can allow the Holy Spirit to control or tame uh, the tongue that cannot be tamed in its natural state. I want us to look at James chapter number three, and we'll start in verse number one. The Bible says this, My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that ye shall receive the greater condemnation. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same as a perfect man, and able also to bridle the whole body. Behold, we put bits in the horses' mouths that that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. Behold, also the ships which, though they be so great, are driven of fierce winds, yet they are turned about with a very small helm, and whithersoever the governor listeth. For even so the tongue is a little member, and boasteth great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. I want to preach on the subject this morning, the, the power of the tongue, the power of the tongue. Does your tongue ever get you into trouble? Uh, you can raise your hand there, do a thumbs up on the live stream this morning. I know I've gotten in trouble multiple times because of this small little member, the tongue. There's a phrase that says, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And how false is that statement? Words hurt. There is power within the tongue. There, there, it, it can be used for good. It can be used to uplift. And it can also be used for bad, to tear down. Our tongue can get us in trouble. Our tongue is very powerful. And it's our choice of how we will use our tongue. Will we walk in the flesh? Or will we walk in the Spirit when it comes to the use of our tongue? I want us to look at this passage of Scripture and see how the Lord describes the tongue and how we are supposed to use the tongue for good. Number one, I want us to see the influence of the tongue. The influence of the tongue. Look at verse number three. Behold, we put bits in the horse's mouth that they may obey us and we turn about their whole body. Behold also the ships, which though they be so great, and are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever the governor listeth. Even so the tongue is a little member, and boasteth great things. Behold how great a matter a little fire kindleth. The Bible uses here some word pictures of the influence of a tongue. It says, it is like a horse's bits. We put those horse's bits within their mouth so that they may obey us. Now, I have a hard time uh, thinking that to be true because of the one experience of I, that I had horseback riding. And I've only had one experience because that's the only one I will ever do because that horse would not obey. As I pulled on those reins, as I turned those reins, uh, I don't know if the bit was not in that horse's mouth properly, but I just it, he would try to run me into trees and all kinds of things. And, and I just don't see it. But the Bible says that that bit... It gives this word picture uh, of a horse's bit. Also, it says 
as a ship's rudder. We know that the Titanic, one of the largest ships uh, ever to be built, was 882 feet long. The thing that controlled it was its rudder, which was only 78 feet long. Listen, it's just a small member, but it holds tremendous power. And that is our tongue. It holds tremendous power. It has great influence. The Bible says in Proverbs 18.21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. That's pretty powerful. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Let me say this this morning. We're fooling ourselves if we think we are living a spirit-filled life and we cannot control our tongue. We are fooling ourselves this morning if we think we are a blessing to Fellowship Baptist Church and we cannot control our tongue. We're fooling ourselves if we think that we are a respected leader within the church or within the home and we cannot control our tongue. James shows us very pointedly here that the way the Christian uses their tongue is an indicator of their spiritual health. It can tell each one of us the temperature of our spiritual commitment to Jesus Christ. The Bible says, For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. With this great influence, we should know how to use our tongue uh, to influence unity instead of killing it within the church, within our homes. How do we do that? I wrote down a few things. Uh, number one, develop edifying skills. Develop edifying skills. The Bible says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. You understand that we can influence people with our tongue for the good. We can build up one another. We can encourage one another. By what we say. You see, during the week, we get enough discouragement, don't we? During the week, we get enough discouragement at our jobs and, and, and the world's speech at our workplaces. Or, or we get enough discouragement with watching the, the local news or the, the nationwide news. There's a lot of discouragement. And when we come to church, listen, that is when we should be refilled. That's when we should be, our, our encouragement meter should be to the to the top. We should be edified. We should be uplifted with, by other believers. Listen, we should come in to church. When we come into Fellowship Baptist Church and uplift, coming in with the attitude of, of, hey, let me use my tongue to influence someone today. Let me uplift someone today. If someone looks like they're having a bad week, let me encourage them. Let me praise God together with other believers. Listen, learn some develop and develop edifying skills, but also speak gifts of grace. The Bible says in Colossians 4, 6, let your speech be always with grace. Season with salt that ye may know how ye ought to answer every man. That word grace here it is a meaning of, it's the influence or spirit of God operating in humans to regenerate or strengthen them. Listen, we should use our tongues with grace. We should speak gifts of grace, influencing people with grace through our speech. Church, we must first remember that when it comes to the tongue and the power of the tongue is that it has great influence. 
But the wonderful thing about that is we can use that influence to uplift people. It's a very powerful thing. Not only that, but number two, we see the danger of the tongue. Number two, the danger of the tongue. Look at verse number five. The Bible says this, Even so the tongue is a little member and boasteth great things. Behold how great a matter a little fire kindleth. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it defileth the whole body and setteth on fire the course of nature. And it is set on fire of hell. For every kind of beast and of birds and of serpents and of things in the sea is tamed and hath been tamed of mankind. But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. The Bible paints a word picture here of the tongue being as a forest fire. What is a forest fire? They start off small, right? But they're hard to control and it can turn into a disaster. And understand your tongue is a small member. My tongue this morning is a small member, yet it can control. If we can't control it, then it can cause disaster. Like a forest fire. Many of you probably know the story of the, the great Chicago fire in 1871. We're told that Miss O'Leary was working in her barn and she was milking her cow in a barn in Chicago. And the cow kicked over this lantern and the lantern caught the hay on fire and it quickly began to spread. And Miss O'Leary was not able to put out this fire until it became a, a disaster. By the time they were able to control this fire, over 17,000 buildings had been destroyed. Over 250 people had lost their lives. Listen, this small lantern, this small fire that was not able to be controlled wiped out the whole entire city of Chicago. Understand, one can do more harm by his words than good by his deeds. Just think, about the great and terrible damage that has been done by the fire of words. The damage that has been done by rumors and by gossip and, and by cutting uh, remarks. Listen, think about the marriages that have been destroyed because of the power of the tongue. Think about the jobs that have been lost because we were not able to control our tongues or, or the children that have been abused because we have not we were not able to control our tongues or the friendships that have been damaged because of the use of our tongue. Our reputations have been ruined because of the use of our tongue. Listen, the churches that have closed their doors because of the fire of the tongue. It's dangerous. The Bible says in verse number 8 that it is a deadly poison. Listen, church members of Fellowship Baptist Church, do not allow your tongue to become a deadly poison within this church. We have to con continually remind ourselves, listen, I have a lot of power in my tongue. I need to learn how to control it. Understand it all. It, it only takes one person saying something to someone else without thinking before they speak. It only takes one person. It only takes one rumor. It only takes a little bit of gossip to stir up disaster within our church. 
Listen, the tongue is powerful. It can be used as a weapon of mass destruction. Understand that you can never take back your words. Husbands, you can never take back your words. Listen, parents, you can never take back your words. Church member, you can never take back those words. Listen, the the danger of the tongue, it's a deadly force. The tongue is an incredible satanic tool that that the devil loves to use with Christians. Why? Because people are affected very strongly with words. So what do we do? How do we How do we rise above it? We need to rise above gossip. The Bible says, He that goeth about as a talebearer revealeth secrets. Therefore, meddle not with him that flattereth with his lips. Listen, be a leader and rise above gossip. Don't have any part of it. If you hear it going on within within a group, listen, be the bigger person and stop it. It's a powerful thing, and it can destroy the unity of Fellowship Baptist Church if it is not controlled. Number two, confront dishonesty. The Bible says, wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. We here at Fellowship Baptist Church are members of the body of Christ, one of another, and we are to speak with truth, and we are to confront dishonesty. If we hear something, a rumor going on or gossip going on that that is not true, and we know it's not true, confront that individual. Maybe they've heard something that was not true. Listen, be filled with truth. Speak truth. We find the Bible tells us that the tongue has a powerful influence. We can use it for good. But also, he tells us of the danger of the tongue. But then lastly, I want us to see the hypocrisy of the tongue. The hypocrisy of the tongue. Look at verse number 9. The Bible says this, where therewith bless we God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. James is saying, listen, we have a bunch of folks that are going, we're blessing God when we come together. Oh, praise God, he's been so good to us. And then when we go out into the world, we curse men. He says they are created in the image of God. Why are we doing this? Because we're hypocritical. We can be hypocritical with our tongues. Verse number 10, out of the same mouth proceedeth blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not so to be. He says in verse number 11, doth a fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter? Can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries, either a vine, figs? So can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh water. He says, listen, our tongues are not to be used for hypocrisy. They're not to be hypocritical when it comes to our tongues. Listen, he's saying here, does a a fountain that produces fresh water also produce salt water? No, it's not possible. And we have a problem when we walk in the flesh. When it comes to our tongue, we cannot control it and we become hypocritical. We come into church and we talk that we are this We talk this big talk. We are this devout Christian. We have everything together. Our marriages are good. Our families are good. We praise God for how good he is. And then during throughout the week, we're telling dirty jokes. We're taking God's name in vain. We're exchanging colorful words to the person who cuts us off. Listen, that's hypocritical. 
The Bible says we are not to be hypocritical with our tongue. What are we to do? Number one, look at the way you speak. Our mothers probably have all told us, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all. And that's true. The other thing that I want us to say is, think before we speak. Use that acrostic think. Is it true? If, if What I'm about to say, is it true? If I have any doubt of it, and maybe I don't know the whole truth of it, then maybe I shouldn't say it. Is it true? Is it helpful? Is what I'm about to say, is it something that will edify my brother in Christ? Is it something that will edify my sister in Christ? Is it inspiring, uplifting? And is it necessary? Should I, should I speak this? Should I say this? Is it necessary? Will it be beneficial? And also, is it kind? Listen, if what we are about to say does not pass that test, then we shouldn't say it probably. We are to think before we speak. Because listen, if we are not able to control our tongue, then the tongue can literally kill the unity among the brethren. It can kill the unity in the home. It can kill the unity in our relationships. I want us to close looking at verses 13 through 18. Yes, it might be impossible for us to control our tongue. The Bible says that no man can tame it. But as we look at verse number 13, look what the Bible says. Who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. But if ye have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion in every evil work. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. Listen, there is one who can tame our tongue. Amen? And we know that that is God. Scripture distinctly tells us in Proverbs 16.1, the preparations of the heart in man of the heart in man and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. What is humanly impossible is no problem at all for God. Only God is able to control our tongue. That's why it is so important for us to be walking in the Spirit and not walking in the flesh. And the fruit of that, the fruit of that is a tongue that is controlled. The fruit of that of a tongue being controlled is peace. There will be peace within the home. There will be peace within the, the church community. There will be peace within our relationships. You see, God desires unity. He desires unity within the home. He desires unity within the church. I know I personally desire unity within my home. I desire unity within this church. And I hope you do, and I'm sure you do as well. But listen, we cannot possess the right kind of unity unless we allow the Holy Spirit to control our tongue. 
watch what we say to each other because Satan doesn't like to see unity within the home. Satan doesn't like to see unity within Fellowship Baptist Church. And one of the ways that he will destroy that and try to destroy it is with our tongue. Listen, let us do our best to control our tongues yielded to the Holy Spirit so that our tongues can build unity instead of tear it down. Church, I hope that was an encouragement to you today. Let us walk in the Spirit so that He is able to control our tongues so that we can uplift one another, so that we can build unity in our relationships and in our church community. Thanks for listening to this sermon from Fellowship Baptist Church. Come visit us at 2501 Michigan Avenue, Panama City, Florida. For more information or to donate to this ministry, visit fbcpanamacity.com. Have a great week.